That's right, it is our front page where we discuss the biggest news affecting us from in and around our country. On our panel today, we have Ira Azhari, Coordinator for Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas, and also Vanita Tanyan Ling, Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. How's everyone feeling? Good. Okay. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Great to have you. We're going to be discussing some heavy stuff, so hopefully you had your coffee already. Let's just kick off uh, with the Elections Commission. Confident automatic registration of voters can be done in two years. Is two years... Well, number one, is it enough? Is it overly ambitious? Ira, what do you think? I think it's quite ambitious, frankly, because I think the EC chairman previously has... Uh, Zaharun has, I think mentioned how, you know, there's several processes to go through. You need to go to the National Registration Department yeah. and, you know, get all that cleaned up. And the electoral roll also needs to be cleaned up, yeah. firstly, right? Because there are, like, a bunch of people there who don't exist and who's died <laughs> and all those things. Yeah, yeah. So, I think they give them... They, I think the, the two years timeline is really because that's when the PH term expires before we need to have another election. Correct, right? yeah. So, I think it's really more about that rather than, you know, they think they can actually do it in two years. Um... But I mean, who knows? You know, we'll see. <laughs> right. Maybe they can get their get it together and really get it done in two years. Yeah. Vanita, what do you think? I mean, like, is this going to encourage even better voter turnout? Yeah, absolutely. But I do agree that I think two years is actually possibly like a sweet spot term mm. for them to actually say really? yeah. anything above two years say they say it's going to take three years people are just going to make noise right, right. Like it's yeah. going to be too long or if it's one year then that's just not achievable okay. that's not a realistic goal so two years is something that they could work with um, but again whether or not it's implementable I think it really depends on one how robust the kind of data that we have right all depends on the national registration department right. and Ultimately, how can they cascade that information to the EC? So we have all these registered voters, mm-hmm. but getting them to mm. the polling stations, yeah. is that going to change anything? Yeah, I mean, I think there are so many different motivating factors as to why someone would go out to vote or not, right? right. And I mean, I do think automatic registration will uh, sort of ease the process a lot because people don't need to physically go to the post office and do the registration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, it really depends on, on the mood of the time, you know. I mean, even in GE14, where I think there was um, a lot of excitement and optimism, but then, you know, there was a, also a big section, especially of the young population, who were just really, really apathetic and disinterested in politics and thought that, you know, our vote's just not going to matter. Right, so, right. so why should we go out and vote? Yeah. So I think all those factors will play into whether someone wants to go out to vote or not. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I see in two ways. So for infrastructure is one thing right so actually mm. having like automatic voting this would definitely help because G13 I didn't vote simply because I missed the window to yeah. register right, vote, right. you know okay. so how many people are there like yeah. me who yeah. you know sort of missed that window right yeah. and it's about making it easier for people to vote how yeah. many people say oh, I don't want to because I don't understand the queue la mm. la la that yeah. kind of thing another thing for sure is whether or not they are actually interested enough yeah. or motivated enough yeah, to yeah, actually go exactly up to the polls and vote right, right yeah. and I think we with you know if that's just implemented in time with you know uh, voting age being reduced to 18 I think when young people see that we are we, we are we feel empowered or there's representation yeah. within the government I think there's there's a greater motivation to go out and vote very interesting alright coming up more discussions on the issues that matter with Ira Azhari and also Vanita Tan on front page on light right now here's a black eyed piece where is the love on light and it's time once again for front page where we discuss the biggest news affecting us from in and around our country once again on our panel we have Ira Azhari coordinator for democracy and governance unit in ideas and also we have Vanita Tanyan Ling managing editor of Islamic finance news let's talk about this particular a statement recently 
Look at the man in the mirror. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it on uh, recently. Uh, this Anwar Azmin spat. It's uh, apparently a matter of differences of opinion only, says PKR Secretary General. Um, do you guys agree? Vanita, what do you think? Honestly, I'm still deciding whether or not I feel tired or jaded with the whole situation or I just want to laugh at the absurdity of the mm-hmm. of what is unfolding, right? Because it feels like, I feel like I'm caught in this like time loop. Yeah, because right? as rock, yeah, we don't really, we just want to get things done. We yeah. want to see the country move forward, right? So Correct. with this bet, is this, it's not definitely not a confidence building thing no, in the rock, right? No, no, no. And I think the fact that, you know, um, I don't know if it was just a matter of bad timing or a bad move uh, by Anwar, you know, to come up with such a statement. I think it's pretty rich as considering mm-hmm. the fact that it happened after his political secretary was was, yes. um, yeah. was arrested, was right? Arrested. Yeah. So and to and to come up with such a statement as an observer from the outside looking in, I'm just like, well, you're kind of bringing up or emphasizing the fracture that's happening, you know, mm-hmm. in party. And honestly, I wouldn't have any confidence in, in how things are being mm. run, right, by the mm. current government. Yeah. 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 Ira, what do you think? I mean, I frankly still don't understand why they cannot, you know, settle these things in public. Yes. You know, like, I mean, fine. What's that term? Washing dirty li- well, yeah, laundry? Do- yeah, you, you know, just airing your dirty laundry yeah, in public. Yeah. Like, fine. I mean, every politician or every political party goes through problems, mm. but... You know, is there a need to really involve the media and making a huge media spectacle circus out yeah. of it? Um, you know, it's just diminishing confidence in in your government. This is you have to remember that this is the biggest party in in the coalition in the PH coalition, yes. right? And yeah. with the most number of MPs, so if you can't if you can't get your act together, then it's pretty difficult for Malaysians to have confidence in the whole coalition. Yeah. Um, and it's only like a year plus since they they won the election, so. And people's confidence is, uh, you know, decreasing already. Yeah. So I think that's quite dangerous. So but how does it affect us, the average Malaysian? Isn't this the point, uh, or could be the point of this scandal in the first place? Right. To mm. make a media spectacle out of this, right? Why? Why, right? Be- you know, what? honestly, if you ask me, like whatever happened or transpired, to me, it now it doesn't really matter. It's how you handle. Yeah what has happened after that. Whether or not you admit wrongdoing or if you don't, you deny. It's how you handle because I see the way you handle this debacle as a way, as reflective of how you would handle state affairs. Mm. Mm, Okay. You know? Right, right. It's a reflection of how you're going to govern, right? Right. And if you are not able to, you know, get your act together, then what does that tell me about your ability to run the country? Mm, Nice. I like that. On that note, let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, coming up, we talk about water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink in a wave. Coming up, the discussions that matter with Ira Azhari and Vanita Tan on Front Page on Light. Welcome back. It's time for Front Page, where we discuss the biggest news affecting us from in and around our country. On our panel today, once again, we have Ira Azhari, Coordinator for Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas, and Vanita Tanyan Ling, Managing Editor of the Islamic Finance News. And... Spun says your deadline is 9 p.m. July 26 to Ice Langor. Okay, after the latest Klang Valley water cut. So yes, once again for a couple of days. Uh, next week we're gonna have uh, water cuts here in the Klang Valley because of mm-hmm. upgrading. It's always some kind of upgrading, right? So, ladies, I gotta know. What do you think? Is it a water supply issue mm. or water management issue here? I think is 
both right. So I think it's no secret the fact that you know Slango we have a water shortage or you know water reserve capacity is not at this optimal level. Like okay. we all know that, and that, right. but the thing is that we all have known that for the past what decade or yeah, so, yeah. Mm. and up to today. It just seems like nothing. Oh, at least from from our perspective, it feels like nothing is being done. Although I'm not I'm not denying there could be you know upgrading works or you know things are yeah, yeah. happening you yeah. know in the background. But it feels like nothing is being done, yeah. and that I think boils down to the management. I mean, as as Vinita said, you know, like Selangor has always had water issues. You know, remember when Tan Sri Khalid was MB and then there was a whole water debacle and there's like protests and also at that point to do with water. And yeah. I mean, you know, it does look like it's more of a management issue because, you know, when you talk about water supply, I mean, Malaysia is, you know, we're abundant with rain and we're surrounded by sea and, yeah. you know, we have rivers everywhere. So, you know, it doesn't really make sense that all, all the the problem that's been going on yeah. all these years has to do with the supply issue. I do think that you know they need to step up their game when it comes to management mm-hmm. of water, yeah. and you know they've improved in certain certain levels. Like for example, you know there's the there's the Islango app, which you know is quite up up to date, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think they have like a Twitter as well. Yeah. So I think the communications part I think has improved, but this constant water disruptions need to need to end because yeah. this is such a kind of a very basic day to day thing that that the people can tangibly feel. You know, it's right. water supply, so it's not something far removed so it really needs they really need to get their act together when yeah. it comes to water my question is though why is it just the Klang Valley right that always has some upgrading works to be done why the Klang Valley do you think I would think maybe because the problem runs deeper right so it could be that the infrastructure here maybe it's older development so we do not have the the, the right um, up to date uh, infrastructure to support yeah that's the what capacity. they said that's the what, pipes are old mm. yeah that's what they tell yeah. you but at the same time maybe it's because they get so much media coverage maybe because this is where Mm. things are happening in terms yeah. of like the press and okay. media and stuff and you don't get enough coverage other states right. or there's not enough attention being paid yeah. at this issue at other states right. in other states yeah the only thing to say is uh, you know we've actually come to expect these these disruptions at Which this stage right yeah, yeah I mean you know I I saw the that, that list that they had uh, on, on places where it'll be affected and it's like yeah yeah sure enough my place yeah. will be affected you know for three days and you know it's, it's not I remember the last the last time uh, this happened you know people uh, were stocking out water and then some people actually even like moved out from their houses yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for that time so it, it really disrupts people's yeah. everyday lives and it's something that they really need to pay more attention to alright coming up more discussions on the issues that matter with Ira Azahari and also Vanita Tan on front page on light and you're back here with me, JD, together with Ira Azhari, Coordinator for Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas, and also Vanita Tanya Ling, Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News on Front Page, where we discuss the biggest news affecting us from in and around our country. And uh, uh, let's talk about Sabah. Recently, it was said that uh, they're getting 13 more state seats, which goes from 60 to 73, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Ira, you take the lead on this one. How does this help with the representation of the regular Sabahan? I think it, it it's a good thing that uh, Sabah is getting more state seats, and you know the it seems like the they're kind of breaking it up into smaller. It means that you know each constituency will be you know there'll be more, so it, each right, of yeah. it will be smaller. Correct. Yeah. Um. So I think that's good. You know, but I think 
the question that we need to ask is uh, what's the population like mm. in these constituencies because what's what happens uh, in the peninsula is that you know you get constituencies that are too huge yeah. with like hundreds and thousands of voters and yeah. then you get some that's like really small yeah. so you know you get unequal representation in terms of the one man one vote principle uh, because okay. of that so uh, and you know that was a big issue in the last last GE right the uh, redelation malportionment of mm. of constituencies so uh, while I think on principle is good uh, to get smaller constituencies again it depends on the on the population and I think Sabah also as a state you know you, you, I think you might have more uh, the population might be denser in like the coastal areas compared to uh, in the interior yeah, yeah. so all those things need to be taken into account when uh, drawing up electoral constituencies yeah. so Yeah. But yeah. Mira, what do you think? I think the justification for the extra seats is very compelling, right? It's right. You know, to include more Sabahans to vote because especially considering the fact that there are many of them in the rural areas and Correct. it's just extremely hard for them to, to go out to Correct, vote. It yeah. takes mm. them hours, like yeah. a whole day. In the press conference, it, there was one of the big things that they said it's uh, to help them ensure that they can actually get yep. to yeah. the Yeah. Because yeah. usually by the time they get there, the polls are really close. close. Yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah. the reason is very compelling but you know, as Aras rightly mentioned, it it really depends on what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bursi, uh, civil societies like Bursi and Tenet Malaysia have come up and strongly against this uh, the addition the just because, you know, they said that the report is based on a report that was done two years ago. Right. So it's obsolete. It is flawed. And instead of empowering voters, what the effect is, it, it's, it's going to reduce the value of your each vote, right? right okay. So the whole thing about one person, one vote, yeah. one value, that's that's not going to work in, in this scenario. Right. And you know so much so, and I think they feel very passionately about this because so much so that Bursi was was willing to to break the parliamentary embargo on the report, yeah. right, and pay yeah. a fine. So that means something, right? Yeah. That should mean something. Right. And you know the fact that you have embargo without giving us time to sort of mm. um, digest yeah. and form an opinion about this, yeah. and then it gets passed. Yeah. Does it does it feel like this is favoring the incumbent? This is a bit hard to tell. I mean, you know the. Sabah is now under warisan, right? Yeah. Uh, Datuk Sri Shafi Abdal's party, um, and you know who is a former AMNO member, uh, and then left to to form this new party. And mm. I mean, I think it again uh, whether it favors the incumbent or not depends on uh, the racial makeup of each constituency. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the fact is in Malaysia, people's do vote uh, along racial lines. So I think who it favors will really depend on the racial makeup. Right. Of the constituencies. Well, we will have to see how this works out, right? But uh, more discussions on the issues that matter with Ira Azhari and Vanita Tan on front page on Light. Don't go anywhere. And it's time once again. Yes, it is front page where we discuss the biggest news affecting us from in and around our country. On our panel today, Ira Azhari, coordinator for the Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas, and Vanita Tanyan Ling, managing editor of Islamic Finance News. We've talked about a lot of things uh, today, but right now. This really, really affects us. We've been uh, mm-hmm. uh, seeing it in the news a lot. PAC report on GST refunds in line with uh, my statement, says uh, Finance Minister Lim Guan Eng. What, number one, what happened to our GST money was supposed to be refunded already, but everybody's um, all on one side. They're up in arms over what um, our finance minister said. But what was wrong with this statement? What's wrong with the statement, I think, is the usage of the word robbed, right? Mm. Right, yeah. I think as political leaders as you know government representatives you it is incumbent on you to know that you are being watched your every move your every word so what you say matters right, right? and the excuse of like oh it could be interpreted in different ways mm-hmm. or you know my statement was taken out of context 
like you know, I feel like it doesn't really fly in, in this situation. You know, you as politically, you should realize the impact and the gravitas of every statement that you make. Right. And in this case, um, whether or not he is, he was right or was wrong, um, I think the word robbed. Yeah. Is an extremely heavy, strong really strong yeah. word, right? Okay. That indicates crime. Yeah. Criminal activities, and now the PAC has you know, come out and say, no, it wasn't stolen. The money mm. wasn't stolen, right. so you can twist, you can spin it all you want, but what you said was was inaccurate. Yeah, it's like what we said earlier today. It's about confidence, right? And yeah, using that word, you just say yeah. maybe it's not the right word to use, right? <laughs> okay, now let's talk about where the GSC money is, and it's been more than a year since we've abolished GSC. Mm-hmm. D- do we even know when we're supposed to get back our refunds? No, no, right? No, <laughs> yeah. exactly, right? So I mean, there have been people who who haven't gotten their refunds when well, they wait about two years, mm-hmm. three years, and and it's and it's not a secret that you know that um the the customs department did delay processing GST, mm-hmm. you know, in order to sort of cover deficit or there wasn't enough funds. So and and now we have what nine months worth of GST refunds not being processed yeah. yet. Mm. God knows how long that's gonna take, right? <laughs> yeah, and and. To me, um, also, you know, the the thing is, not giving these GST refunds, like, uh, it really affects, especially small businesses, mm. you know, who really need that cash. You yeah. know, who really, the, their cash flow is like super important. Them, like, yeah. yeah, and you know, I've I have heard, uh, you know, uh, people with small businesses saying that, look, you know, we, we need that cash and without it, um, you know, there is possibility that they need to close down because right, yeah. they just don't have, uh, the cash flow just doesn't, um, you know, doesn't work for them without without the refunds. Yeah. So, um, it really affects people on the ground and it really affects people who matter, right? These are drivers of the economy, small businesses yeah. um, that, that really need um, this, this cash. So, I think that's quite, that's worrying. Yeah, I think much like the water situation, uh, when can we expect to not have any more water cuts? Give us an exact date. This one also give us an exact date yes. when we're going to get it back. Right? Yeah. Or even a ballpark, you yeah. know, like, yeah. or, or tell me, at least let me know that you have a plan. Yeah. All right, we we don't have the money there, but this is our plan. We need yeah. to do this. Right. We'll bear with us. We have a plan. We're, we're not going to leave you high and dry. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Ira Azhari, Coordinator for Democracy and Governance Unit in Ideas and Vanita Tanyan Ling, Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News. Thank you for being here and thank you for being so candid. Great. So thank Thanks you for, for having us. us.